Hello, everyone. Welcome to Across the Park Podcast. Myself, Judy, joined by Andrew Price. Just to give the Blues a little bit of a refreshing news or a, a bit of a refreshing, refreshing update, I guess, from, from us two. I don't think I've really spoke to you, Pricey, in two weeks. How are you doing? <laughs> yeah, I'm all right. I'm all right. It's, it's a bit... I don't know. It's nice to have a break, I suppose, but it's I'm yeah. missing going. I'm missing going to the game and meeting up and stuff like that. I think, as you say, we, we don't. Footy's our thing, really, and so if we don't, if we don't have footy together, we hardly see each other, which is a shame. But yeah, it's nice to yeah, get together for yeah. a little one-off today. That's it. Well, we're, we're out on Saturday, aren't we? But it's it's yeah. a little little couples day out, and as I say, no domestic footy, so it'll be a bit weird again. Won't even won't really be able to rip each other about nothing. Well, blues and reds. Well, they will. Yeah, they're like, anti England, don't they? So, yeah, yeah, that's it. They're anti England, so uh, that's that's what they'll be trying to rip us about. Scousers, aren't they? Though they're not English, the Scousers. I know. Anyway, we won't we, we won't get into that. Um, yeah, so we, we just thought we'd come on again, just get some content. I know I know a lot of you do look forward to our episodes. I know a lot of you will have just switched off domestic footy, but we just want to come on and have a little chat about anything relevant, everything wise, and and catch up a little bit. So we've got a little bit of a running order. We've also got a competition in the mix for anyone. So any of the Blues who are desperate for the Everton fix can get it this Saturday if they want. So get down to the Hot Walk. We've got Alan Stubbs there. Well, we haven't. The Hot Walk have got Alan Stubbs there. Starts from three o'clock. So they're going to get the World Cup game. I'm not sure which World Cup game is on at three. I'm actually lost on that one, even though we're out ourselves. But um, the World Cup game will be on three o'clock. Alan Stubbs will be down from five o'clock. Doing some meet and greet, and then he's gonna. There's gonna be a Q and A at six. Obviously, decent food there as well. They've got steins on the go at, at the hot rock as well, so that'll be a decent little day. And we've got a couple of tickets um, that you can win yourself in a competition. So if you want to take your best mate or your partner down for the day and 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 spend the day talking about Everton and listening to some stories from Stubbsy, top Evertonian, then you've got a chance to win that later on in the show. So stay tuned for that. Um, just a quick shout out to our, our main sp- sponsors, Globe Gas. Um, Lee will be down there on, on Saturday with, with a good mate of his um, on our behalf. So, again, if you're down there and you'll have to, after getting some gas work done o- over the winter and you're looking to try and save some money in the, the increasingly difficult times um, from, from an energy point of view, then go and speak to Lee. Um, I'm sure he'd be really happy about us getting you to <laughs> speak to him on his day off. But, Anyway, he'll be down there, but Globe Gas, check them out. Good page on Instagram, which shows off all their, their bathroom work, and it's globeheating.co.uk. So, Pricey, um, and I know you said before we come on, you, you haven't watched that many that many of the World Cup games. Um, I can't, I, I'm the opposite, to be fair, because I'm, I'm working from home and I'm kind of in the, in the living area where I've got a TV in the background. So I have watched quite a lot. Um, I must say, and I, I don't know how the with our listeners and viewers have felt, but it's been boss having a game on at 10 o'clock in the morning, then another one on, then another one on. You know, the first few group games were just boss. It was just like you got up in the morning and you'd have your first meeting in the morning and then there's a game on and then there's another one. I, I enjoyed that, to be fair. I haven't I haven't had the luxury, to be honest. I work away from home as well, but I just haven't, I've just been, I must work a bit, a bit harder than you, Judge. <laughs> <laughs> I just haven't had the luxury of, I watched the one o'clock, game on, one o'clock game on my lunch, and then uh, what was it? The, the, the four o'clock game, or, that, or three o'clock game, four o'clock game. I'd have a little look at that as well. Yeah. Um, not always, just dipping in and out and having it on my phone or whatever on on the, on the side as I'm as I'm working. Um, so it hasn't been the same for me, but 
the games I've seen have been they've been all right. You know, I've, I've watched for some reason I've watched all the all the Belgium's games. They they've been they've looked typical Martinez team uh, out of ideas, um, especially in that last game that they had. They were they were like statues just standing still waiting to pass it to each other. They were terrible, proper Martinez. But for some reason I've caught them every, all of their games. Obviously the England games and uh, I watched I watched two of the France games as well where they've looked they've looked good. Didn't see their one against Tunisia where they got beat, but. Uh, yeah. I think they're the standout team for me so far is France. Yeah, it, it's been Brazil for me. But just just while we're on on Martinez, obviously at the time of recording, which is Thursday night, you'll probably listen to this on Friday if you're listening or, or watching. Martinez has stood down uh, as the Belgian coach. No surprise, really, given as you've said the abject performance and and the typical typical Martinez way that they were playing, which we've seen towards the end of his Everton reign. There has been there was before the break. Heavy rumours that certain members of the board were looking to try and bring Martinez back. Um, you know, we don't need to go into too much detail about either of our thoughts on that because I think they're quite clear. I, I agree with you, but uh, just, just, just kind of putting ourselves in that frame of mind. If it was going to happen, you know, do you first of all think that, that that's that's a possibility? Martinez coming in, I think. I think Ken might like some Dunny, and I think. He was he was he was definitely in with the shout at that time when Moyes was all, all, also in with the shout. I'd be very surprised if I'd be surprised if we got rid of Lampard. To, to be honest, I think this season, unless we're you know bottom of the league end of Feb which, or whatever, bottom three end of Feb, and we're a bit adrift, then I'd be surprised if we got rid of him. But I just don't don't really ever like the idea of going backwards. I think there's a reason why you get rid of him. Apart from you know managers who you know say say someone like Ancelotti or Moyes who left out on a high. Maybe consider I personally consider having Moyes back when he when he was touted. But if you sack a manager, there's a reason why you've sacked him, and and, and yeah. you're just going to run through them. You're just going to hit them barriers again, and he might come back in in the summer, and he might have a, a decent fair season. But you'll still come to them barriers, and you'll still come to that that way of thinking. And what frustrated me, but most of all about Manes was his stubbornness and his, 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 his you know not not able or willing to to alter the way he played. Yeah, and, and as I say, first season was one of the best I've seen us when it was sort of that hybrid between the Moyes and Martinez mm. team. Um, but as soon as he had his own his own team, I found it very boring and very predictable. So uh, if, if if Lampard were to, to go for some reason, then then no, Martinez wouldn't be wouldn't be my choice. Yeah, I guess the exception to, to your your you know your assumption there is is where a young manager comes in, maybe leaves or is sacked, goes and learns and develops and whatever, comes up with a, a revised way of working, but as we as we've seen in this World Cup, that certainly doesn't be that seems to be the case with Martinez. Even his post match interviews where he seems to watch the different games with everyone else, it just mm-hmm. thinks of you know vintage Martinez and that's certainly something that I don't want to see back at Everton. Yeah, and he was I think he was arguing with the the, the Belgian press as well. As soon as you start arguing with the press of the national team manager, you have gone, aren't you? I haven't for nothing, yeah. yeah. But well back to back to Everton matters. I mean we we'll we'll stick with the World Cup briefly. There's been a few players that have played regularly for their their respective teams. One of them or two of them are already through. Jordan Pickford, obviously, in the England goal. Um, Adrissa Ganagai, they'll be facing up against each other at the weekend on Sunday. Senegal against against England. Um, have you caught any of Senegal's games? I want to put you on the spot. I haven't. I haven't. I haven't. I haven't. I haven't seen them all the way through. I've seen some highlights. Been but no. What's been interesting? Sorry, was was um, I don't know if you remember t- towards the end of guys. First fella Everton when Silver pushed them further up the pitch, and he was kind of not he wasn't like a number ten, 
but he was getting in the box a lot more and, and was kind of expected to try and, and, and that's where it, it ends up being his undoing, so to speak. A lot of fans started getting on his back for losing the ball and, and what have you, which we've had a little bit from some fans since he's come back. But for, for Senegal, he has played a lot higher up the pitch. Uh, in all the games he's played, he's been having shots on goal. He's been close to scoring on quite a few times. And it's not been poor finishing. It's been actually been decent goalkeeping that's that stopped him from scoring. But it'll be interesting to see if, if that stays the same against England or whether they do deploy him deeper to try and combat England's you know, attacking midfielders. But I think it's an interesting test for him against that England midfield. I think he'd be perfect if, if perfect playing deeper against England and just try and stop that space what Kane try, uh, Harry Kane tries to drop into. I think I'd just have Garner just in front of the centre-backs if I was Senegal. But as I say, I haven't yeah. seen him all the way through, so I don't I don't know how they're playing or he's playing. Um, but I, I, as soon as we got Senegal, it was, it was you know, first thing I was thinking of was, was playing against Garner Gay and, and yeah. seeing how he fares against the England team. So it'll be interesting to see how he gets on, but obviously I hope he's, I hope he's on the, the losing team on Sunday. Like, yeah, as I say, it's a, it's a, it's one of them, isn't it? I think I think you want to see your players do well, but you know, unlike the Reds, we, we also we would like to, above all else for our for our country to to win something. Um, Jordan Pickford, I mean, as always, he, he's been been fairly consistent for England. Um, and again, I, I think there's been a lot of heavy rumours actually since I think the first or second game that the Chelsea because they love spending a lot of money on goalkeepers. <laughs> Uh, looking at Pickford I mean it's it's been a question that's that's lingered for a long time um, in terms of where the Everton fans stand on potentially selling Pickford let's again like like hypothetically like I, I did with Martinez if a big bid was to come in in January in the region of 50-60 million would you be up for selling Pickford do you think it's the right time to do that now I the way when I look at it, whenever you say would would you take fifty million from would you take sixty million? It's the price that you're gonna to have to pay to get someone of quality to be in goal again. I know you can say, well, we've got Begovic, but that's till the end of the season until you bring in someone else. We've basically got one of the top keepers in the world. When you look at the World Cup, mm. one of the most consistent keepers in, in in the world over the last few years. Look, the World Cup, the Euros, this World Cup, and in the Premier League as well. He's never really he's had a few dodgy moments for Everton, but he's he's always been consistent for Everton. He's always been, you know, uh He's always he's grew in he's grew into his role as well at Everton as a leader exactly. and probably off the pitch as well and he's that way for England so yeah you look you look at the money you go sixty million for a keeper and then you know the party says yeah well we'll grab that money and then we maybe invest it in whatever but you're not gonna get you're not gonna get a, a, a top player for that type that that type of money and I just don't see why but the Chelsea connection I don't get either because Mendy's a good keeper for them he's he's a really good yeah. keeper so Mendy's a good keeper he's the second keeper. He's yeah. Getting me. yeah, because Kepa's coming. I think Kepa's he's let them down too much, Kepa, though. I think they, I think they want to get rid of him as soon as, as, soon Kepa's, as Kepa's been the man that um the potters played. Yeah, but Mendy was injured though, weren't he for a bit? So I think he I think he's he was the team a while, Mendy. Yeah. But I mean, I, I guess another hypothetical if if they were giving us Pickford, sorry, if they were buying Pickford, giving us money and one of them keepers, is that something you're entertaining? Because I, I I guess what I'm trying to ask you. Is do we re- does this team currently need a world class goalkeeper, or would we sooner get two or three players to upgrade the starting eleven and a good goalkeeper? If that makes sense. Uh, well, I'd, t- I'd take one of those two with money, but I think you, you can't underrate the, what the keeper brings. You can't underrate not not only shot stopping and saving crosses mm. and all and catching crosses and all that, but what he brings to the defense and and you know how confident it makes the defense. So I think a keeper's a massive, a massive part of the 
the better keeper you can have, then the better it is. So I wouldn't, I wouldn't, I wouldn't want to invest in 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 your field players and bring in a subpar keeper and say, oh well, he'll he'll tide us over because we don't need a world class keeper at the minute because you know, we might not need a world class keeper, but you need a really good keeper in the Premier League, and especially if you want to progress. And you know, I know this season isn't about really progressing for us, but it is in the future, and he's the type of player you want to keep hold of. For me, what about you? Would you? I mean, so so hypothetical to you, so sixty million. We invested in a, in, a, in a, you know, I don't know, why forward and have Begovic till the end of the season and then look at it again in the summer. I, I don't know, you know, I, I've always been, I, I, I've never been, unlike a lot of Evertonians, I've never been typically critical of Pickford. I've always thought that he's, he's a very good keeper and I think I think he's one of them where I don't think you'd really appreciate him until he left and we maybe got someone else in. Um, as we found in the past, I think we're a little bit like that with Tim Howard. We didn't realise how how much of a consistent goalkeeper he was in Howard until he left and moved on, and and, um, and yeah, I I don't, I don't think I'd be you know dying to sell him, but I, I'm also it's a little bit like um, it's a little bit like when whenever anyone would say to me you know what about keeping this fullback I'm always if we're if we're a mid table size or a team in the bottom half I'm never averse to letting go of a fullback for big money if we can bring in a midfielder or a striker because. I think them positions are more important. But a goalkeeper, I agree with, is a little bit different. It can have such an impact on the back four that you maybe don't realise it's a big risk letting the goalkeeper go. Um, I think if he, he made it known that he wanted to leave, um, I, I don't think this is a bad time to do it if we can, if we have got the chance to reinvest the money in the right areas. But I, I think it's a really interesting one, to be honest. He's about, yeah. he's about to hit his peak, isn't he? I'd say. I'd say even though I've just said that about him being a bit, you know, one of the top keepers over a certain long time, he's, he's just coming into his peak, I would say, and just, just maturing as a keeper. That's what I mean. But my question is, are we really gonna bear fruit of that peak? You know, you know, if we were fifth or sixth, no, we're in a Newcastle position, and we're we're about to get a world class keeper who's going to peak. I'd be thinking we need to keep him because he could take us to that Champions League level. I just don't know if that keeper is going to take us. But he could also be the difference between staying up, though, couldn't he? Like he was last season. There was, there was yeah. a lot, you know, he kept us in a lot a few times. I think the Chelsea game in particular last season when he kept us yeah. up. So, yeah, look, I'm an ex-keeper. I, I used to play in goals, so I realised how important that, that position is. And I, I'm always looking at keepers and looking at teams who've got poor keepers and, and how it holds them back going, you know, as, as a team. So, it's my I'm, I'm interested in that type of thing. But, uh, so, yeah, I'd... I'd Big money, and, and as you say, it's all about the replacement for me. If you get a money, who are you going to bring in to replace him? Because we've had, we've, as you say, we've had poor keepers in the past, and how frustrating is that being? Yeah, yeah, definitely. All right, we'll, we'll, we'll leave that one. Oh, Anana's Anana had a typical Anana couple of games, to be fair. Come on, got yeah. booked a couple of times, suspended for the last game. Um, he, he made the difference, he made something of an impact, but even the commentators were struggling to kind of work out what he is. And I think that's a little a little bit of the enigma we've had so far. It's like, look, you can see he's a presence. You can see that he, he kind of, you know, he, he gets across the pitch. He makes really decent tackles. But but again, I think it was Andy Townsend who commentated on both the games that he played in. It was like, look, he, he has made a difference, but you just don't really know what he's doing. Do you know what I mean? He, he's, he's a little bit scruffy and um, makes some strange decisions on the ball. And he's not really good enough in possession. You know, kind of to get teams up the pitch, and it was probably the two games. He probably sums up really where he is. He's he's obviously a very talented individual. He's very young. He's very raw, but I think he shows in a nutshell kind of what we've seen so far. 
Yeah, I agree. But he, I think he's definitely got potential, and he's only you know he's only young. He's got potential. The 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 game, the first game was it when he came on, uh, and, he, and he did change. He, he completely changed yeah, when he came on. And he changed the way they played because of him, because of his energy and his work rate. But as you say, on the ball, yeah, it's a lot to be desired, I think, and it's it's just nature and that. And I don't and I don't know whether he's a holding midfielder, and that's what you get into there. Probably whether he's a holding midfielder or he's a box to boxer. He's probably not good enough to be a box to box for me. I, I probably have him as a holding midfielder. Uh, or, yeah. or a deeper a deeper midfielder, I think he'd be better in that role. But if he is going to have that role forever, he needs to be coached to do that. He can't just be yeah. at the moment. He, as you say, he's a bit scruffy and a bit all over the place. Yeah, fair enough. <laughs> I just seen an alert on my phone, and it, it, again, it, this might be re- irrelevant to people uh, tomorrow. But um, Japan were one 0 down against Spain at half time. They've now turned it round and they're two one up. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah, so so we won't take too long in this podcast. We wouldn't mind watching the last 15 minutes of that game. But um, just a few more things to touch on. I mentioned at the start about this competition. We, we might as well touch on it now. So you've got the chance to win two tickets. Um, Sorry, I've, I was about to put it on a ticket there and I've spelt, misspelled something. You've got the chance to win two tickets. Um, To win tickets. <laughs> sorry, apologies. I'm, I'm trying to get something to come up on the bottom of the screen. And I've I've rode tickets twice and it's really threw me. It was to win two tickets. Win two tickets to meet him with Alan Stubbs at the Hot Walk on Saturday, 3rd December. So you've got to answer the following question. So it's really important you take note now. So whether you're listening, uh, you know, uh, listening to it and not watching, or whether you're going to see the ticker on the bottom in a moment, which I'll I'll put up. It's two tickets for the Hot Walk on Saturday, um, 3rd December. So it'll be tomorrow for most of you. Answer the following question. How many Premier League goals does Alan Stubbs score for Everton? So how many Premier League goals, not cup goals or friendlies, just Premier League goals does Everton does Alan Stubbs score for Everton? So you need to send your answers to team at across the park podcast.co.uk. So that's an email. Or if you're on social media, you can inbox us on Twitter or Instagram. If you want to jump on our website and send us a message on there, you can do. It'll say at the bottom, terms and conditions apply. The only terms and conditions that apply are if your messages are on social media, you need to, to be, need to be following our page and you also need to subscribe to our YouTube channel. So that's a nice easy one. You just need to click the subscribe button at the bottom if you're already watching on YouTube and you can either email us at team at acrosstheparkpodcast.co.uk or inbox, inbox us on Twitter or Instagram. Obviously, if you win the tickets and you choose to send you, you know, your son and his mate or your cousin and, and his mate or whoever, that's absolutely fine. That's your gift. But that's a competition for, for you all. So I'm going to put that up on the ticket at the bottom. So if you're watching on YouTube, you can you can read the question again and you and can read how to answer that question or how to be in with a chance of winning. So what we will do is we will close it at 5 p.m. tomorrow. So this episode should be out. We'll will be out Thursday evening. You've got your working day on Friday to decide or find out from the missus if you've got the day off to go and do it, or to take your missus if she if she's that way inclined. Um, and you've got till five pm to send your answers. We'll put it out on our Twitter um, and Instagram. The winners. So if you don't follow us on social media, again get someone who is who does follow us to to have a little check. We'll announce the winner on social media, and we'll also reply more importantly, to, to the person who's won. So if you've emailed us, we'll reply to that email. If you've inboxed us, we'll reply to the inbox. But that's the competition. Um, so, yeah, just, just moving briefly on, Pricey, we, we've, we've got a few more things to, to catch up on. Firstly, the FA Cup draw. 
So in typical Everton fashion, one competition we're left in. Only probably a handful of teams, and I'd probably say four or five teams, where you think, please don't give us them away from home in the FA Cup. And Sod's Law, Everton draw, Manchester United away in the Cup. Um, fancy our chances? Um, no, I'll be honest, only <laughs> because it's not, you know, it's historically not the, not the place to, uh, to go, especially in the FA Cup. They've got a good, a good record in the FA Cup as well, but... It was horrible because I was watching it live. I never watched the FA Cup draw live. I don't, I don't know what I was watching. It was on after it. Or, 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 I can't remember why it was on. I never watched it. And he was talking to like John Aldridge and that before it. Oh, God, that sounds like a terrible show, that. Jesus Christ. I was Christ. like, I was turning it like, the lad was watching. I was like, turn it off. I'm not, I'm not watching him and all that. John and Aldridge. I'm just carrying on watching it. And then as, as the, 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 the teams are getting drawn and teams are getting gone, I'm like, we're going to get Man United away, yeah. 100% we're getting Man United away. 100% we're getting Man United. Trying to cry it. So yeah. we didn't, but uh, yeah, we did, and, and you know, so be it. But look, it's one of the old saying, and if you're going to win the cup, you have to you have to beat someone along the way. So uh, no, no better than ever. And I tell you what, we'll take, we'll take, we'll take a good, uh, a good away fan, good. Oh yeah, 100%. There, and, uh, and it'll be it'll be bouncing in your way in there, I imagine. Uh, yeah, that's the good thing with the FA Cup, isn't it? You get a better allocation, so yeah. we'll have we'll have a good, as you say, we'll have a, a good following. I imagine it'll be about eight thousand. I think it's isn't it ten percent. Could it give you ten percent, haven't they? Oh. So their capacities, yeah. So it's I think it might be more than that. So it's, it's going to be a good six thousand, six seven thousand there, which will, as you say, be a great atmosphere. We'll try our best to, to get down there ourselves. Um. So yeah, just 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 a couple more bits. There was the tour that Everton did to Australia, which was obviously a bit of a PR thing. A lot more of the youngsters and and fringe players were involved because the, the I guess the more seasoned pros and 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 uh, valuable players were playing for the the respective countries. It was obviously a, a big boost for, for, for Anthony Gordon in particular. You know, we, we the first game against Celtic, which was, the, I guess, the showpiece, was was a, was a ball fest, nil-nil. We won that on penalties. Always nice to win, obviously good for staff, the, play, the, the morale, the players to win that particular game, but it wasn't a particularly exciting one. Um, the second one, though, which was against Western Sydney, not, not again, the strongest of opponents, but that was a 5-1 victory and, and Anthony Gordon got a hat-trick. Anything in particular from from the from the tour itself or or those two games that you think is is worth taking away from it? I think it came at a good time for for, for the squad. I know not not all the squad can go because some are in the World Cup and whatever. But I thought it come as a good time, as a good bonding experience. Get them all together, you know, build that morale. Um, so I think I think it was a positive, you know, all the way to Australia. You know, you, know, you usually look at that and go, you wouldn't really want to go as far as that mid season. But the amount of time you've got off, I don't think it really affects anything. You know this year, so uh, I think it's good. I think it's good. I think it's 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 brilliant that Andy Gordon got a few goals and hopefully get his confidence up. Uh, a couple of the young lads got goals as well, um, so get them involved in in and around the first team, which I was I was suggesting he did in the in the Carabao Cup in Bournemouth before the break. Um, but yeah, hopefully it's a positive. Deal. I mean, all the social media and everything that they've been putting out, everyone looks like they're in a, in a boss mood, which it would be in Australia and all that, but. It looks it looks positive, so then as you say, that might be a PR exercise and whatever else. But it does. It looks like looks good. It looks like you want to be there, and they're all having a laugh as mates, which is is what we need, I think. Yeah, I mean, there, there was some criticism, as there always is, from from any any fan corner, but particularly Everton fans will always find the negative um, around, like oh, you know, the, the players buzzing as though they've they've, they've won something or whatever. We'll try reminds them of the last two games before they finish, but. I'm inclined to, to agree with you more. I think the squad needs that kind of to get away from it, 
to just probably be in an environment where they're going to be, you know, just be surrounded by positivity. There's been a lot of fans that Australian, I guess, Everton fans or expats out there who haven't seen Everton, Everton for a while, or Everton players that would have enjoyed their company and and it was a bit of a, you know, they're feeling almost like stars for a while, which is always nice, isn't it, for for anyone's morale, whether you, whether you're a, you know, someone like us or, or you're a professional footballer. Um, I think the Anthony Gordon thing is is really important for him. Um, there's no doubt in my mind that since he was coveted by Chelsea and that window closed, he's lost something of a mojo and 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 a little bit of the swagger that he had. Uh, maybe that's because he you know he hasn't been hit the back of the net for a while. But you know the goals he scored, regardless of the opposition, were good finishes. You know they they, they were good finishes, and and you know he, sometimes it's like. I think any striker will tell you this, not that I'm any kind of accomplished striker, but I think any any striker you hear on telly always talk about just the importance of getting goals and, and getting that feeling back, regardless of who it's against. And sometimes they say, look, it doesn't matter if it comes, goes in off your knee or whatever, or goes in off your shoulder, you just want to get a goal. But they were good goals he scored, and I think Anthony Gordon will take a lot from that. And, and look, we need them, don't we? Yeah, that's one thing you need. I mean, he's got them two goals at the start of the season, but the one thing he needs is is his final product, whether that's assists or goals. He needs to add that to his game. So we've got to go out there with the with the pressure off because I think after the Chelsea game, I mean, I I, I was quite critical of him when you know about the way the way he sort of his body language on the pitch after that Chelsea um, interest. When you think back, he probably added that pressure to him, and that was his way of handling the pressure and. You know, might have done him good to get away from the limelight and go to the other side of the world and, and a game with, with no one's, you know, hardly anyone's watching it, and he can, you know, have a relax and and he can play with a bit of freedom, and mm. hopefully it's bringing that freedom back into the Premier League then and, and and getting the best out of him for the second half of the season because if you've got Anthony Gordon scoring goals, you know you've got you've got a really good player there and and if he's got a good end product, whether that as I say scoring goals or assists, it's massive and we really we really need that and we're crying out for it. And he's the person that you'd, you'd like to hope it can push on and, and do that. And forget he's only young as well. Um, so you know it's going to be an up and down journey for him for the first few years. Being in the team, he's been in the team for two years, so it's going to be a bit like that. But uh, I think it was nice for him to go away, as I say, no pressure, and hopefully come back with a bit of a spring and a step and a, and a nice golden tan. <laughs> I'm not sure he tans so well though. I think he is ginger <laughs> by default, isn't he? He's got that blonde hair now, but I'm not sure. I think he'll just get a load of freckles. Um, another couple of youngsters or three youngsters really that stuck out and um, Isaac Price played in, in centre mid and he looked the business I mean again the opposition wasn't fantastic but his, his range of passing was superb he, you know he was getting into tackles I mean he looked better than Tom Davies that's for sure and not that that's any any um, particular um, pedestal to, to put him on but Tom Cannon is one that, that you know we spoke about before the, the, the games against Bournemouth he obviously came he played a part in both those games, albeit not enough of a part. I think we we, we all agree. He's played out there, uh, got a goal in in that second game, but also in 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 a game last night for the under twenty ones against Mansfield, which was in the the Papa John's Trophy, which is a, is is something of a, a bit of a, a joke at times. But it's it's a good chance for the the twenty ones to play against actual you know pros and and you know players who. In an eleven, and it means a lot to them. They come from one 0 down against Mansfield to win two one, and he, he scored the winner with a with a very good good finish at Goodison, it, particularly because of the position he's playing in and because of the the lack of reliability on on Calvert Lewin. Is he someone that you would like to see, you know, get a start sooner rather than later? 
Yeah, yeah. I just want them to be in and around, not just the squad, but the team, and and, and whether it's coming on or whether it's playing half a game or whether it's you know whether he's ready to start. I don't know, but but certainly can be involved a lot more than he is. And I don't understand why he's not because it's just an extra option, isn't it? We're, we're struggling mm. in that, that part of the pitch, so why not? Have, you've got an option there to use him. He's gonna he's gonna have no pressure on him. He's gonna be that you know that young naive lad who comes in if you like, and you know he just wants to do well, and he's just like a bit of a street type footballer, you know, that attitude, maybe not the way he plays, but the attitude he's got will be will be like that. So I don't I don't I don't see the what harm it can do by getting him more involved. You know, it's fair enough if if you if you if your strikers are on fire or the, the you know the, the scoring every week then he's not getting in the team. But it's not like that for us. And I was saying that against you know against Bournemouth in, in the again in the Carabao Cup. I don't know why he didn't he didn't play him. It's just 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 another option isn't it. It's and it, it can it can stop you having to spend big money in, in January. I know we want to spend money on players, but it can sort of take that away and say, right, we've got some money, at least for this, the rest of the season, who can fill that gap and, and offer us something. You never know. And, and do you know what? Do you know what? Do you know what I think is even more significant? The fans will give him a chance hmm. because he is a young, homegrown lad. Do you know what I mean? Now, don't get me wrong. You never know how long that's going to last for, but initially, they'll get behind him, won't they? Particularly yeah. if, if the player's in that position and not performing. You know, like more players, you know, it is not getting much support and rightfully so his performances have been poor he's not giving us what we've need he's not get, he's not giving us the physicality up there he looks like he's someone who can give us that and I think a player a local lad coming through who's going to throw himself about who's scoring goals at the younger levels and has got the potential to score goals I think that's something that gives the rest of the team a lift doesn't it when the fans start getting behind someone and, and you know they're trying to will the team on and we haven't had enough of that in the last few games because of the results as well yeah, no, I think you're right. I think the, the the atmosphere in the stadium has started to dip a little bit and sort of fresh energy coming in would, would certainly help. Um, and I think it's... All right, I always love when you see a young player come in. Uh, it revitalises the team as well. Like, the, the older players, like, thrive off them and, like, it's, like, infectious, isn't it? That, that, yeah, they yeah. come in and, you know, you look at them youngsters coming in and the older players get infected by it and it sort of gives everyone a bit of a jump. But I'm not saying he can come in and, and be the saviour or anything like that. All I'm saying is I think he deserves a chance to come in and have a go and... Let's see what he's got and let's see if he's good enough. Yeah, I, I agree as well. So the the there's there's him that there's as I said, there's there's Isaac Price and there's uh, Stanley Mills as well. Danny Mills' son. We, we spoke about him before. We're not we're not gonna go and analyze all the players, but I think I think what we want to touch on really generally is that I think that the break and, and the, the kind of the spotlight being off some of those senior pros has allowed some of the younger ones to maybe get Frank Lampard's attention. And for me personally, I think it's it's a good time coming back from that where you're maybe going to have a combination of rustiness from some of the pros that have stayed behind and maybe a bit of tiredness from the pros that have been involved in the World Cup. I think it's a, it's a good chance to give some of them lads minutes. But listen, that, that's that's about all we've got time for. It's about all we wanted to do. It's half an hour. Hopefully it's give you something to listen to or watch on, on your lunchtime and give you a little bit of a, an Everton injection that you maybe haven't had for a few weeks. We're only a couple of weeks away from the return, but we're obviously going to be counting down to that. And as we get closer, we'll be getting those shows back in on the regular basis. But thanks a lot for tuning in. Hopefully, you'll you know you win those tickets to the Alan Stubbs afternoon or evening at the Hot Walk on Saturday. If not, hopefully you get down there and 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 you know have a good time. But whatever you do, enjoy your weekend and enjoy the rest of the World Cup. We'll catch you soon.